0: Nation, this Fitna- <laughs> is fit, nation. This is fit nation.
1: They say
2: love is more precious than gold.
0: If you're a veteran and you are struggling or feel like you were leading down a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to them or embarrassment, you're embarrassed to talk to someone, call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener thanks for joining us please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and if you're a current listener please download the military broadcast radio app and check out our entire family of veteran shows that are on there you'll you'll have a lot of content you'll like don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel at the underscore misfit nation this will keep you up to date on our latest shows episodes and of course stories of our guests speaking of which our next guest loves to help people access their truths with their trust and tr- to access and trust their intuition, specifically by learning to make intuitive decisions. No more pro-con lists, no more looking at all the possibilities. Use your own inner, inner oracle to feel confident in your next steps. She also has a passion for cardology, the astrology and numerology of the playing cards. So without further ado, let's welcome Laura Hale to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Laura.
3: Thank you so much for having me on, Rich.
0: Uh, I appreciate you uh saying yes when you uh, made the match in the, over the pod match world and, and it's great to be connected.
3: Yeah, you too. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your story from as far back as you want to go, to how you got into into this uh study and how how you started helping people.
3: Well, I started out after school, I went to work at Arthur Anderson in Chicago, which was was the uh, one of the big 5 accounting firms. I was on the consulting side and that, I don't know if you remember the Enron scandal, but that happened about two or three months right after 9-11. And so those two things together, I mean, Arthur Anderson was a company that was 90 years old and it doesn't exist anymore. So those two things happened. And I just was really disillusioned by the permanence of what supposedly is like a stable job. And so I went back to school to become a high school Spanish teacher I eventually kind of burnt myself out doing that and got this really strange food allergy illness. And um, I felt like I was having like food poisoning off and on for days on end. And I got a blood panel test done, and it showed that I had allergies to all these different foods. And if you're into the medical field at all, I had an eosinophil count of 58, which is a white blood cell. It's supposed to be between 0 and 8. So when I went to see the doctor uh, the allergy doctor who did the skin prick tests, he brought his medical intern in and they're both kind of like gawking at this situation because my numbers were so crazy. And I thought, you know, this is not actually helpful. Um, and so he goes through this list of all these foods I, I could, I could not eat. And he says, most of them, you're going to be able to eat again, but you will never be able to have eggs again. And I heard this voice in my head that said, no, really loudly. I feel like me, this Laura was kind of paralyzed with just like shock, but that voice was both outside of me and inside of me somehow at the same time. And so first of all, I love brunch. We were just talking about brunch because you live near Nashville and that's supposed to be a great brunch city. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, I, I'm not going to have brunch again. I don't, I don't (laughs) think so. So, I mean, I went through a lot of emotions. I definitely left that appointment was crying, but ultimately decided that I was not going to live like that anymore. So, I I just I just thought to myself this came on really quickly. I refuse to believe in the permanence of that, and I think you alluded to this in your intro. It's it's like whatever state you're in right now, it's not permanent. And you, sometimes that's the main thing that you need to hang on to. It's that it will change. And if you can just keep going to get through it, you can change it. So I started seeking energy healers at that time. I thought, well, if this is what Western medicine is saying, then I'm going to go find someone else to tell me something different. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and there's this documentary out there called heal. And I think it might be on Netflix, but they talk about the, the idea of a diagnosis and a prognosis. So the diagnosis is, he says, you can't eat eggs. And I thought, well, I believe you because I feel horribly and I'm willing to not eat whatever you tell me not to eat but then he says ever. And so in my mind, that's the prognosis, the prediction. And I just decided that he was wrong and I was (laughs) going to find another way. And so I did do, um, I also went and did a technique that's an allergy elimination technique using acupuncture needles. And the man that did that was an, a retired anesthesiologist that looked like Santa Claus. And he told me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he says, you can heal yourself. You have the mental power to overcome any kind of illness or anything that is is wrong, and so he told me about a book by Louise Hay called "You Can Heal Your Life," where it kind of it's kind of an outline of like when you have a problem with your foot, what might that mean on a more um, spiritual level or a more emotional level. So it's really interesting to kind of look that stuff up when you are having an illness to see if it resonates with something you've got going on inside of you mentally or emotionally. And I don't actually remember what it says for food allergies, but ultimately, ultimately I was able to eat eggs again. And I quit my full-time job and I had no plan. And I was teaching yoga at the time. And then I started teaching Reiki or training in Reiki, doing Reiki, and then training people in Reiki. And part of my Reiki training was actually doing more kind of intuition training. And so what I really believe is that we have this sort of inner part of ourselves that's connected to, and you could say, God, your soul, everyone might have kind of a different way to label that, but, but we, we are connected to that universal consciousness, the creator. And if we can sift through the stuff that's laying on top of it, we can get to that more kind of peaceful center. And the piece, the part of us that sort of knows the next steps or knows what needs to be done or just feels calmer. So I take people through different kinds of trainings and practices to get more in tune with it. And a lot of it is practice because it's a skill in my view. So it's just like learning to play the piano or learning how to play basketball. You you have to keep working at it and working at it and then kind of um, validating when you do feel like you've got something. So I think most people out there can remember a time when they just knew something was going to happen. Maybe they didn't know why they knew it, but they just knew. And so it's sort of amplifying that and practicing with that so that it happens more often when you just feel sort of connected to that idea of our consciousness as an energy. I mean, if you start reading stuff about the human brain, it's kind of like they don't actually really know how it works that well. You know, they're not really sure, like, there's like electrical impulses happening, but where is that phone number that you can remember actually stored? It's just an electrical impulse shooting off. So I think we think our technology is really advanced, but I don't think it really is that advanced. I think there's a lot more that we don't understand than that we do understand. So I like to, when I, before I started kind of talking in these terms, what I used to say to myself was like when I was deciding to quit my job, I thought to myself, okay, if I were going to talk to myself at 90 years old, what would my inner 90 year old say to me right now? And instantly my inner 90 year old was like, just quit. It's, this is not healthy and you're not enjoying it and you need to quit. So there's a lot of different ways to think of kind of tapping into that part of ourselves that has a broader perspective. And so if an inner 90 year old works for you, that's great. If it's connection with God, that's great. If it's your inner wisdom, that's also great. It's just trying to find that place where you have that kind of calm center where you can get to. So what I usually tell people to do to start to play with this is actually just to imagine, and this is specifically to make a decision, but just to imagine going to the worst restaurant you can possibly think of and ordering the worst thing on the menu that you would hate to eat. And then imagine going to your favorite restaurant and ordering your favorite thing on the menu. And if you kind of really put yourself in those two situations, you should kind of feel in your body something that feels very different. One is kind of restrictive, shut down, closed off, and one is expansive, wide open, freer. And so to me, we're always trying to chase or find that freedom, that expansion. So when people are trying to choose you know whether to quit a job or not or to take a certain job or not you can kind of feel the expansion or the contraction around it when you're trying to prepare yourself for it and i talk a lot about like ditching pro con lists and i say that because we make 35,000 decisions every day and to me a pro con list just makes more decisions that we have to make you're trying to weigh the two things against each other and just in and of itself, it's making more decisions. So it's kind of stepping away from that, chasing those things and trying to figure them out and figure them out with your mind and logically process through them and switching over to this more um, what I would call yin idea, which is the feminine and masculine energy. So masculine is yang and feminine, feminine is yin and it has nothing to do with gender. But ideally, we'd all be balanced in both of these. We'd be taking action, getting stuff done, and then taking quiet time and Solitude and maybe meditating or praying, so you have this balance, and you're not just go 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 all the time. And so the intuitive decision making is really on that feminine, receiving, um, intuitive kind of side. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, yes, it does. And you, know, you had me at food allergies because I I got diagnosed with alpha gal here uh, less than less than seven months ago. I got bit what? by t- I got bit by a tick, so I can't eat any red meat.
3: Oh, have forever.
0: Yeah. Forever. But I also just heard about a person not far from here that does the acupuncture that can do it. So I'm yeah. looking into that as well. Cause I kind of like red meat and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah,
3: I'm not into forever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know, you know, the issue is like that that's the risk. Right. So after I did those sessions with that person, I it was like, I had to risk trying the eggs again,
2: you know, and (laughs) right. And
3: I just don't even remember when I was brave enough to do that. But at some point I just thought, well, it's now or never. And so I, I mean, I kept getting my blood tested for like a couple of years after that, to make sure it never went back up and it didn't. And I just started adding eggs back in and it's fine, but I don't know what is it. Can you, is it like a really, can you taste red meat or like try it a little bit? Or is it like, Be all, end all. Better not ever put a bite in your mouth again.
0: It's pretty much be all, end all. (laughs) Isn't that wild? So anything with hoofs or feet I can't eat, but uh, feathers and scales I can.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: It was a pretty heartbreaking finding out from the VA to tell me that.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's just such a lifestyle change.
0: Oh yeah. So everything's chicken and turkey now, so it's awesome.
3: (laughs) I always think about like our world and how it works, you know, and something like that, it's like, what message is it sending us that you can get bitten by an insect and have to stop eating red meat the other thing i always think about is why is the best animal not able to eat the best food dogs can't eat chocolate it doesn't make any sense right. <laughs> they
0: want to they want to very badly but yeah <laughs> my lab will eat it if he has a chance but right it'll probably kill him but <laughs> right like you said the best animals can't have the best food so. that's
3: just not fair
0: so <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird world we live in <laughs> it
3: is a weird world
0: <laughs> so when you uh reach out to your already clients reach out to you or you're just talking to someone how do you get them to try to swing and go to that yin and yang and find a, the inner peace and stuff and get used in, intuition to make their decisions vice the eighty thousand pros and con list like ross ross geller does on friends
3: I think that they are already in a place where they're kind of desperate to figure something out. So I had a client the other day who was, um, she's a mental health therapist. And it's like she had this opportunity to go into a private practice, but she had the opportunity to get into four different private practices. So she was trying to decide between four different places. And so we did kind of a meditation where she felt into each of each, all four of them. So on paper, they looked differently than they felt to her when she kind of sat quietly and imagined working there. And so she just got a deeper layer of information and was able to eliminate two of them at the time. And so I think it's really just kind of sort of at this wall where you've tried the pro con list, you've tried talking to your friends, you've tried, you know, writing out the list of possibilities, and you're just sort of stuck and I think part of that stuckness is the inner knowing that you don't quite have the information that you really need. So um, when I quit my job, that was one of the things I did. Besides talking to my inner 90 year old, I actually imagined, (laughs) (laughs) I imagined getting a job at a different school because I thought, oh, maybe it's just the school. And so I imagined, and even though I didn't really know what the school looked like, I just thought to myself, okay, I'm at this other school, I'm doing the same thing. And I just immediately knew, no, it's not right so um it's that kind of i call it projecting it's like projecting into the situation and seeing if you can gather gather any other kind of information it's not that it's uh, pro is totally useless it's a one one way but i think when you're really stuck there's a deeper layer that you can get to and that is kind of almost relying on and trusting yourself to know that deep down what's best for you
0: right and i think when you you start using pros and cons lists all the time. You're going to come up with the same pros and same cons almost all the time. Yeah. So every decision you're going to have, I really like that color, but I don't like that color. And it's going to come down the same way. So you're really defeating the purpose of the pros and cons list in the first place, because you're just wasting time. Like you said earlier, you're making more time go to waste when you could have already made that decision.
3: Right. Exactly. Having to make more decisions.
0: I think uh, if you watch NCIS, Gibbs uses his gut instinct all the time.
3: Yeah, trust that's the, it. Trust the
0: gut. And if yeah. your gut tells you to go, do it. Just just go with it. What's the yeah. worst that can happen?
3: Right. And I think people <laughs> are using it more than they realize. Um, and in all kinds of areas of life. And so it's, it's just sort of becoming more aware of it and using it more on purpose, you know, and for more specific things, you know. That affect your day to day life or affect big decisions.
0: We, you spoke about uh, Reiki. Be learning Reiki as you were doing teaching yoga, and you were learning Reiki at the same time. And then you became Reiki recce practitioner, Reiki recce teacher. How long did it take you to learn it enough to feel comfortable teaching it, and, and to where you are now?
3: I would say I've about three years before I started teaching it, um, and I don't teach it anymore, but. That was, this all kind of came together just over the past total, grand total, this whole thing, yoga, the Reiki, everything was 10 years oh. that I've been kind of doing all of this.
0: That's a pretty quick thing here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a decade of learning for you and uh, growing your intuition and your card. How about cardology? How did you get into that? So some people uh, say cardology and think that's a crazy lady in that weird house that does tarot cards and stuff.
3: Right, like that. well, it's funny because um, all of this stuff, you know, some people just feel like it's all this woo-woo and it makes <laughs> no sense. But what I've, what I always challenge people on is if you're, you know, a lot of times I talk to people who are into science and they're like, that's not science. It's not really But if you're a scientist, you would test it out because that's what scientists do. They test things and they experiment and they investigate it. So this is, you basically have a card for your birthday and it talks about your personality and um, some of the difficulties you might have, some of the, some kind of an idea about what your life purpose might be. And it is, I was actually with my friends and we took a trip to Boulder, Colorado, and I went to get an intuitive reading. And the woman there says, you're a six of clubs. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And so I bought all the books. And then I kept thinking to myself, I should reach out to that woman and see if she would teach me after we got back. And I couldn't find her card. And I didn't know how I was going to get a hold of her. And then I was digging around in my wallet one day and her card fell on the floor. Uh And so I know. So I was like, got it. Whoever is sending this message, I will email her right now. And I started a course with her and started learning more about the cards. But, um, It's just for me, it's like the Enneagram, you know, all of these systems that are out there, the five love languages, they're just a way for you to understand yourself better. So I think there's value in sometimes we just kind of go along being ourselves. And most of the time when we're in relationships, that's when we're really learning about ourselves. But these other systems can also teach you a lot about yourself. And sometimes when you read about your cards, which you can do on my website, um, you, you have these aha moments like, oh my gosh, that is me. And it's like, you don't realize that's who you are until you see it on a piece of paper or until you have someone who's doing a reading for you tell you that, that thing. And so it's just really kind of more self-awareness. And really, I think it's, um, almost like validation for experiences that you've had or difficulties that you might've had. And, you know, to me, it's not really an excuse. Cause I know there's a lot of like, well, I was just a- Aries. So it's just me. It's more about being aware of your tendencies and then being able to overcome them so that you can, you're not kind of stuck in that box of whatever box you've been in. So, so the card that you have actually has a hand. So we have all those phrases in our language that, that are like, you know, those are just the cards I was dealt because I'm just playing my cards. I mean, it's the system says it's the real. And so it's one of those things where it's supposedly it was hidden for a long time and there was a book that was written in the 1800s and it's like now it's able to come out into so people can actually like study it so i mean i don't know i just know that it's really helpful to people to be able to see themselves reflected back and to kind of do some of their inner work by reading through these things and become more self-aware and then it also applies to relationships which i find really interesting um It's like the cards are sort of laid out on like a periodic table, two, two different periodic tables and where one card is versus in relationship to another card, it it tells you what your relationship is kind of the foundation of what it's all about. So when you have an easy relationship, I can see that in the cards. And when you have a difficult relationship, that's also in the cards, you can see it. So I have some reports for compatibility and so, and, and to me, it's like, how do you learn to manage what that is? And and instead of fighting against it, so sometimes you might have a relationship where you're teaching each other quite a bit, or one where it's just so easy, it feels like, you know, those people that you just have no issues with, you're not even really like, ever in conflict. Um, And then other relationships where you feel really drawn together, and you just can't, you can't even get away from the person, it's like, you're just completely magnetized together. And that can be really difficult. You know, so it's, it's just points out sort of layers of relationships that help you understand a little bit more about the purpose of them. So the cards, astrology, all of those people say your soul chose its birthday. That's the idea behind this. And that there is this, your soul had a plan when it came here for what you were going to, ex- wanted to experience. And so that's kind of where all that stuff comes from. It's like your soul's blueprint. They say. makes a lot of sense. Huh?
0: Hopefully yeah. the audience understood now and they don't, just drive by <laughs> those hard readers buildings, like in New Orleans and uh, run by them. So they don't think to get robbed or something. Right, <laughs> and right. actually go find out <laughs> a little bit about themselves. Right,
3: right. It <laughs> so, can be really interesting.
0: Yeah. So over your decade of learning all this stuff and kind of bringing it all together as we are now, did you travel any to the any Eastern places to visit like the, the holy sites or anything like that, or any holy places in the world that like made you feel more at, at home with the, this practice?
3: That's a really good question. Actually, no Eastern sites. I have been to Mexico a lot. Um, I I feel, I believe that we're sort of drawn to places that we feel like there's something important for us there. So, um, I have spent a lot of time in Mexico, but I actually walked the Camino in Spain a few years ago. And I spent a lot of time in Northern Spain and that the Camino is a spiritual and religious pilgrimage where you just walk to northwestern Spain, to this town. And the reason the town exists is because in the medieval times, some people, quote, found the remains of St. James the Great in a field. <laughs> I mean, you know. And then the Catholic Church capitalized on that and, and you know, spread that word. And so people started walking to this area. And now it's a town. Ferdinand, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand, the ones that sent Christopher Columbus over to the New World, built... A hospital near the cathedral and where you end the pilgrimage and now the hospital is actually a hotel but you so people will walk f- and it's almost like when you're walking a pilgrimage one direction which you don't get to do very much you know if you think about it you go on a walk you have to circle back there's something really significant about walking only one direction and people usually kind of feel like they're being called to, to do a pilgrimage like that. Usually it's around the time when there's like a massive life change happening. And if your audience is interested in sort of what it's really like, there's actually a movie on YouTube. I think you can rent for like four bucks with Martin Sheen in it, um, called The Way. And it's about him doing, well, it's not him, but it's like his character doing the pilgrimage. So you can understand kind of, you know, you're like schlepping all your stuff. You're staying in a different, like hostile type places at night. You're, and you're just meeting people along the way and, um, having all of these experiences of interacting with people from different places, following something that's over a thousand years old, that, that pathway is those pathways have been there for a really long time. So for me, that's that kind of thing that you can do, which, you know, we have places here. We've got the Appalachian trail, the mountains, sea trail, there's the California, the one along the West coast that you can do this kind of thing where you just are walking one direction. Um, They won't have as many coffee shops as the one in Spain or bathrooms (laughs) because they're not as popular. But but it gives you really all that space and quiet to be able to practice tuning in and um, kind of trying to find out what your soul is trying to tell you is kind of how I feel about an experience like that. So. But I have not been east. I just, I used to have a really strong desire to travel and I just am kind of over it now. I don't know what happened.
0: <laughs> sure something told you not to travel. So that, that's yeah. probably, you probably a gut feeling. Probably say, let's, let's just stay close to home.
3: Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of digestive issues over yeah. the years and it's like traveling just, I mean, Mexico is the worst for that. I was, no was going to say, that's a, that's a rough one there. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't been there in a long time either. So I'm kind of careful with just trying to keep my physical body more in shape, more kind of centered.
0: I think the best climb I ever had was a grandfather mountain, not far from where you are in <sighs> North Carolina. That was after my, my fourth deployment to war. Me and my wife and daughter, we climbed that mountain and we ate on top of the mountain. And, and that was my release point right there. That's where I found everything. And I found my inner peace up on top of grandfather mountain
3: Oh, did you really? So did you notice like a massive shift from before and after?
0: Oh yeah. I was, I was calm. I was cooler. I was happier.
3: Wow. Just that one experience that is wild. That
0: climb, it it was just beautiful up there and just so serene.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's like the wind. Sometimes I think the wind is so, I mean, first of all, sitting on the earth is huge and really important. So if, you know, I always tell people if you're struggling and you're spun up and like really negative thoughts getting out into nature just i sometimes will go lay down on the ground even in the middle of winter and um that just always really helps me a lot but the wind up there at grandfather mountain and the view and then the actual just you're sitting on the earth i just think is so powerful and that makes so much sense that you would have had such a powerful experience that's so cool
0: so now anytime i go anytime i feel like um like backtracking or anything i just close my eyes and put myself there I'm back in my happy place or like happy Gilmore. You know, so. Yeah. Right. Well, that's awesome. And I mean,
3: yeah, everybody probably has kind of a happy place somewhere that they can, they can think of and do that exact same thing.
2: So,
0: so I, I feel what you're saying. Yeah. And <laughs> the long way of saying it. Yes. I feel it. Yeah.
3: That's awesome.
0: Wow. But I have to disagree. There is bathrooms along the Appalachian Trail is all. Kinds oh, of there trees. are. There's all kinds of trees you can use. So.
3: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) You just got to use available (laughs) assets.
3: Right. Exactly. Right. It's easier for
0: us than than it is for you.
3: Yeah. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so Laura, how does someone get in contact with you if they want to learn, learn what you do or even get some help from you?
3: Yeah. So my website is lauratheintuitive.com. I ditched my last name because it's too hard to spell and people can't say it. So just to, so people remember it's Laura, the Laura, the intuitive.com and I have Facebook and Instagram with the same handle.
0: It's that's pretty easy. Laura the Intuitive instead of Laura, yeah. I can't say my name. Right.
3: <laughs> or spell it. The so spelling yeah. is the worst.
0: <laughs> well, I like on your pod match, you should be pronounced.
3: Yeah. Cause I mean, people always ask and it's really hard to figure out.
0: Well, it's pretty simple. You could, what three tips would you give someone that was actually going through a hard time to get over that and try to center themselves and get forward?
3: You know, it's a good question because I just, myself, earlier this year was going through one of the most difficult times that I've ever been through in my life. And it was a roller coaster of being perfectly fine one moment and then just completely feeling like everything was crashing in the next minute. And so I did anything I could. I went outside, I sat and got quiet. And so that's the first tip I would give is getting outside, um, in nature. The second thing that actually really helped me was emotional freedom technique, which is also known as tapping. There's this man on YouTube called Brad Yates. He has a gajillion videos and you can just search Brad Yates, anxiety, Brad Yates, sadness, Brad Yates, abundance, whatever you can think of. And he's got a video. And so... You're basically—we had mentioned um, the meridian, the acupuncture. You're actually tapping along the meridian lines around your face while you're saying these other these statements. And I just found that to be so powerful that every time I would do it, I would feel so much better. And you could—it was like five or six minutes doing the video. And I think that for me, the words are really important. And so he's created these sentences that you can actually believe to be true. So sometimes when you're in that low state, it's to make a leap to be joyful or be happy. It's impossible. But he creates these statements that it's like, I'm sad right now and it's okay to feel sad. And I'm going to let the sadness pass through me. Not I'm going to be joyful. You know, it's too much of a leap. So he does a really nice job of crafting the words that he's using that your brain can actually believe what you're saying, which I think is important. So the third thing that I would do when I was in a really low point is I would call someone and just sob. (laughs) My poor parents. (laughs) You did this to me. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's all your fault. Um, Or I would call a friend or my four sisters. So I would call someone and just to have someone witness and listen was so powerful. And, you know, I just kind of had to let go of the idea that I was probably stressing them out because I just needed that support. And if they were worried about me, I just had to be like, yeah, just worry about me. And you're just gonna have to deal with that yourself. Cause I can't handle you, you worrying about me. I'm not going to worry about you worrying about me. I'm already dealing with my own stuff <laughs>
0: about me right now.
3: Yeah. It's about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are the three things that
0: really helped me. Awesome. I think the audience will take something uh, from each of those in a I've actually seen some of the tapping stuff uh, you know, with the Wounded Warrior Project. They actually gave us books on tapping, so it was pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool to see that. and uh, I never heard of it before that, and I have the book right here, so, yeah, maybe oh, so I should read it now. <laughs> yeah, it's so
3: powerful, and you just can so quickly pull up a video and be doing it, and it just it shifted things so quickly.
0: That's outstanding. Laura, thank you for taking some of your time this evening to hang out with us, uh, us on the Misfit Nation and uh, share some tips, tricks, and techniques to get them through some hard times.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. I have a good night.
3: You too.
4: I just had my last real kiss i do believe we'll laugh and reminisce wait a minute don't bounce baby let's talk about this man It's a cat nervous, the thought of settling down Especially me, I was creeping all over town Thought my tender touch could lock you down I knew I had you, It's cocky as it sounds The way you used to giggle right before I put it down It's better when you angry, come in, I'll prove it now come in. Stop playing, <laughs> you
2: gaming, uh-huh. I gotta leave you alone Cause I'm good, holding down my spot And I'm
0: good,
2: Ripping the girls on the block And I'm good I got this thing online, so without me, you'll be fine, Here we right? Go. All
4: my pride is all I have. Pride is what you had, baby girl, I'm what you have. You'll be needing me,
2: but too
4: bad. Be easy, don't make decisions when you're mad. The path
2: you chose to run alone.
4: I know you're independent, you can make it on your own.
2: Here
4: with me, you a home. The time is of the essence, oh, why yeah. spend it alone, huh? make mistakes to make up, to break up, to wake up, cold and lonely, chill baby, you know me, you love me, I'm like your homie, instead of beefing, come home. me, I promise I'm not a phony, don't bounce baby, cause
2: me. come in, Ain't nothing you can say to me that can change my mind, I gotta let you go now, and nothing will ever be the same, so just be on your way, go ahead and do your thing now, and there's no want to explain to me, you know, I know you came, I'm not feeling what you do now. so why?
4: Girl, I'm what you have You'll be needing
2: me, but too bad
4: Be be, be, be easy, don't make decisions when you're mad The
2: path you chose to run alone
4: I know you're independent, you can make it on your own
2: Here with me,
4: you had a home But time is of the essence, why it alone?
0: You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on This Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on the MisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are. Misfit <laughs> Nation.
1: Summer, who'd have believed you'd come along Hands Touching hands Reaching out Touching me
2: Touching you.
1: Touching warm Reaching out Touching me